I can't see. Oh, there we are. I, ah. Last time I didn't have it on myself. I was like, come on, man. What's, oh, it's me. Sorry. No, it wasn't my fault. Something not my fault today. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. Good to see you guys. Let me uh, let me do this real quick. I'm going to pray for our offering this week. And uh, we've just got a lot of things happening. Uh, if you have seen the newsletter uh, that I'm going to be actually putting out each week, we have two things going on. Number one, we're going to feature a leader from a lot of the ministries that have uh, people have stepped up and doing so this week I'm featuring um, Emily Cunningham who is doing our first impression so if you want to get connected in any way with uh, parking lot or security or making coffee thank you for making coffee this morning it was like it was empty and I was like I want coffee I'm gonna fall asleep or something and you guys make coffee thank you very much for doing that but we do need some help in the first impressions and Emily is trying to to recruit a good team thank you guys very much yeah I think I'm good I'm, I think I'm good I'm all right you're really, oh yeah, you never know, you never know. So yeah, because I, yeah, if you if you guys uh, spread that stuff out, uh, number one, I won't break anything expensive, and, and then I won't break myself. So it's kind of cool. Thank you guys very much. So, but we've got uh, lots of new uh, initiatives that God has laid on us for for next year that we're not waiting until January 2021 to get started on. We're actually uh, going to knock some things out. Uh, right now, starting uh, today, actually, we've been doing for, for quite a while. So be praying for us as God, uh, God has, man, like, like given us some, uh, some amazing things to do. Uh, continue to pray for our Early Learning Academy. We are, like, trying to figure out some of the inspection stuff and fire code marshal, all that kind of stuff. And we've been having to send in blueprints to, and get them redrawn, all those kind of things that I don't even understand. But but trust that uh, that folks that do are, are are doing it right, and we uh, we pray for great favor in that. So we are, but we are we are we are on on pace to still open our uh, early learning academy. So be praying for that. Yeah, man, it's exciting, exciting stuff. So let me pray for the offering. Lots of things uh, that God has laid on us to do. We want to be able to fund those things. And keep in mind, we have our Thanksgiving offering, and we're going to be doing blessing baskets again this year. Uh, is it November 21st, the week, the, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, just like we normally do? I think that's the 21st. Somebody correct me if I'm not correct, because we get that officially online if I am right. All right, cool, uh, in the second service. So let me pray for our offering, and we will get rolling. Father, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for not only giving us the, um, the opportunities to bring people into your kingdom, to serve those in need, to serve those that, that, that need your, your love and appreciation. Um, people don't get it a lot of times. The people that, that are out there just living their lives, doing different things. Lord, um, man, I'm going to be highlighting somebody I met two days ago, just like what we're talking about. And, 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 and Father, there are tremendous opportunities that you've given us. And you have said in your word, just like what your son Jesus said, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It takes all of us, Lord, to, to bring people to know you. And it is not in our power, it's yours. But may you go ahead of us. May you show us where to go and give us a, the guidance, the guidance we need. Lord, and we pray for this offering. Yeah, we don't pass buckets anymore, um, and we, we understand that. And, but, Father, the offering is, a, is an offering not just to, to pay for different things we do, but, but it's an offering to you. 
And so we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we trust you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Thank you, youth. Appreciate you guys, man. Coming up early, waking up early, scraping the, the eye boogers out and going, all right, I'll get to church, get to the early church, early service and everything like that. Pam had to roll for a, uh, for the, uh, somebody's getting married Sunday or next week, Saturday. It's coming. Is it Joe Corbin's getting married next? All right, cool. By the way, uh, she, Lauren, your fiance, is already being called. I'm going to the Corbin's. Uh, uh, wait, no, yeah, I'm going to the Corbin's. What's that? No, no, I mean, Scott, no, yeah, Scotty's, you're not getting married, but Scotty's getting married to your sister, that's right, so, so they're saying, yeah, they're going to the Corbin's, uh, Corbin's, uh, uh, whatever you call it, the bachelorette party, well, it's a bridal shower, that's what it is, all right, cool, and so I got, I got that all screwed up, but anyway, so, so we're, in, what's that, that's all good, so we're in this series called This Is How We Do It, didn't get to play the theme song this morning, so I could pop lock if I needed to, but that's all right, no big deal. We'll get it on the second service. You guys want to stick around? We're going to have a dance party. But um, the only problem with that song that I'm having a problem with or with that thing is that it's not Friday night, but it is on the west side of Johnson County. This is where the party is. Is that, is that, is that what I'm hearing? Okay, cool. Uh, if you know the words to that song, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, I have no clue, right? So I was like, I don't know. But 1 John is where we're into, and this is a letter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John are letters that John has written to the early church, and the early church is going through a lot of things. The early church is going through things like uh, false teaching, and basically wolves coming in to like grab hold of the sheep. I mean, all kinds of attacks on the church, false teaching going on in the church, like I said, and then false practices and false beliefs. I mean, like what the church is supposed to be. It's not happening, and these are churches that John that helped to. This is a church that John helped to plant, and he's sending it like he's writing these letters to the church. And listen to what he says, and this is what he's talking about. He's been talking about being being like, what does it look like to to fight in the way that God has called us to fight? Be children the way that God has called us to be children, right? Like we talked about last week, what does it mean to to live by the truth, to remain in Jesus? All those things. Are, are there. And this is what he says in verse 28. So now, of, of chapter 2, so now little children remain in him so that when he appears, we may have boldness and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Meaning Jesus is coming back, right? And I'm, I'm thinking, like, I love this because he says, what would it look like? Basically what he's saying is that what would it look like if when Jesus reappeared, you didn't have to be ashamed of yourself? Right? You go, and, and, I, and I think about that. What would it look like if we like, lived with such a boldness and a truth and a, uh, like a focus on, on, who, on who Jesus actually is that we never have to approach him in a way other than with boldness and confidence? What would it look like if we didn't have to start off our daily prayer with Jesus saying, I'm sorry for what I did? I'm sorry for my mishap. I'm sorry for my my sin. I'm sorry for my screw up. I'm sorry for having this. And I and I and I start my prayers off sometimes with that. When I lose my temper, or if I do something that I that God doesn't want me to do, there are times. But less, like more and more times, I like to approach the throne of grace of Jesus with some boldness and confidence. As Jesus is like this is kind of weird. Jesus is my brother. He's also also my Lord. He's the boss. Right? 
And it's kind of like when, when in, in any situation, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you don't have to hide stuff, right, from people that are in authority over you. And Jesus is, is, is the ultimate authority in our lives. And we can approach him with confidence if we're living in such a, such a way. And I understand what, what John is going to say here sometimes confuses people, but we got to understand this is all in the perspective of being covered by the grace of Jesus and living more and more of what we call a sanctified, purified life, more and more like him. i got something to share with you here in just a second. If you know that he is righteous, verse 29, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Look how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. That's amazing, by the way. There is no other religion like that. You understand that. Like, there, like Islam does not have Allah calling Allah, uh, like the followers of Allah, children. You get that, right? There is no Buddhist kids. There's no Confucianism children. There are, there are no rugrats in, the, in any other language. You, we, we understand that. That's a weird thing to think about, right? Like we are the only one that has a parent-child relationship. And I like being in the good graces of my dad, my father, right? Amen. You with me? You guys got that, right? Like it's a, it's, a, it's a very unique position that God has allowed us to be in. Look how great a love the Father, chapter 3, verse 1, has given us that we should be called God's children, and we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will be seen as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as, just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin also breaks the law. Sin is the breaking of law. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. Everyone who remains in him does not know sin. Everyone who does sins or everyone who sins has not seen him or know him. Little children, there's this theme about being kids, right? Let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose to destroy the devil's works. Let me repeat that. The, the, the Son of God was revealed for this purpose. To destroy the devil's works. Wow. Now Jesus himself said, the reason I was born and came into the world was to testify to the truth. We understand that when the, when the truth is revealed and we are focused on the truth, that absolutely destroys the works of the devil, doesn't it? See, we, we pray, Jesus said, if you pray like this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why does Jesus pray that? Because right now there is a, there is a different kingdom in the world right now. We, and we know this. We, we think, man, there's just such jacked up, messed up things. 
political crisis, healthcare crisis, financial crisis, racial crisis, you name it. Like it's everywhere. This doesn't make any sense when in the kingdom of God there's no shalom, peace. It's, it's like, man, it's, there's something off here, right? And the only way, the, the only true way that this is going to be taken care of in the correct way and the way that we're supposed to do this is through the defeat of the current king, the enemy, the devil, and the implementation of Jesus as king in the, in the world. Now, he's our king. I get that. But the world doesn't see him that way yet. But they will. And every knee will bow. But it, it takes the defeat of a current king to establish a new kingdom. Does that make sense? And yet we still fight in a whole different way. We don't fight like the rest of the world does. We don't fight and argue. We don't fight and, 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 and try to win somebody to Jesus by defeating them and making them look stupid in an argument or a fight, both physical or personal arguments. Like That's not how this tends to work. Little children, let no one deceive you, the one who does what is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits the sin is of the devil. And then he goes on, everyone, the Son of God is revealed, was revealed for this purpose to destroy the devil's works. Everyone who's been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin because he has been born of God. And this is how God's children and the devil's children are made made evident what we've learned so far in this series in this book this letter from john to the early church is that we're to be childlike but not childish and at the same time we're to be warriors fighting for the kingdom of god against the spiritual but like the enemy that is the like he's a genuine true enemy this is what god calls him in his word we're to be lovers of God and people, but not, not of, the, of the world. We're to be a light in the darkness. And we are to always be on the side of truth. And I want to share with you guys, like, something that happened to me on Friday. This wasn't, like, I, I wasn't planning to talk about this. this. This is absolutely, stunningly amazing that this happened. Um, I want to share with you first before... That, that I got from Elijah, who's just like Elijah Smith, if you don't know, is Daniel and Alicia's youngest child. And I, she gave me a bill for $2,000 million for one slice of pizza. That's childlike, right? And I'm like, all right, well, I, don't, I, may, have to, I may have to get an extra job or something like that, but I, I don't know if I can afford quite that. She goes, well, you better pay it. I mean, it was like, this is what children think. It's just go, like, not even thinking about what the, the regular market value of a piece of pizza is in the world. You know, it's like they're above all that kind of, like 200 million or 2,000 million. I, I, I was like, I think that's actually 2, two billion, but I don't want, yeah, I don't want to get over 200 billion. I don't know, something like that. But I love being childlike. And at the same time, there are very adult-like things that are going to come after us and it came after me on Friday. So Friday, if you guys don't know, I, I, I work for my, I have a small business and everything, and, I, and I'm, I'm at this client's house. It's Friday afternoon. 
I've been working my tail off all day long at this place, trying to get this out. Like I'm at one house working just about the entire day. And I've got two light bulbs to install, and I'm done. So I go out to my car to get, uh, get to try to find a couple light bulbs, and I can think I got stuff stashed in the back. And this lady is walking down the street, and she's got a little dog. And, you know, I just look, how you doing? She comes up to me, and she says, good, good, what are you up to, you know, and everything. She probably thinks I live there and, and that kind of thing, too. And I'm talking to her, and I notice she's got shoes on that have, like, tulips and elephants. Her shoes exactly match her pants. And she's got a shirt on with Buddha and a lot of Buddhist sayings on it. She's an older woman. She's probably, well, I think she told me she's 72, I think is what she wound up telling me. But I, but I mentioned, you know, she started talking. She goes, yeah, you know, I've been living here for this amount of time and stuff like that. And this is my, my dog. Um, his name is Bernie. Well, because it said Bernie on the side. So actually I mentioned, I was like, Bernie. And she goes, yeah, his name is Bernie. Do you know why? And I said, no. And she said, well, I, I work on the Bernie Sanders campaign and wanted, you know, she goes, I, I named my dog after Bernie Sanders. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know. This is an extremely, like, very, very liberal part of, of Kansas City. It's one of those neighborhoods you drive by and it's got all kinds of rainbows and, you know, you name it. Like, a, you know, very liberal signs, all kinds of stuff. Like, it's just one of those neighborhoods and so she's talking to me about the different things that that like I have no idea why she starts just spouting this stuff out right and so she literally started talking about things like how the how how Israel's doing this to the Palestinians and she doesn't like that how racism and that kind of thing like it went from from Israel to the like the Palestinians to racism to the vaccine to the po political things of the day to like all the different things we've been saying hey these things are coming right like she is spout like spouting them off and I gotta tell you like to be honest like I, like, I don't really talk politics a lot from, from the, the stage, and I, and I never will because I want to say it's, it's about the truth of Jesus. Let him guide you in those kind of things. But politically and, and in just about every way, she's completely opposite than I am. And I'm pretty passionate about some of this stuff personally, right? But she's completely opposite. Like on the pole, like, like if, you could, if you picked two polar opposites in the way somebody views economics, and government and Middle Eastern politics or Middle East, the Middle East, uh, Israel, uh, the healthcare crisis, the financial crisis, the, the political crisis, the racial crisis. Like she is on this side as far as you can get. And I'm probably pretty far on the other side of that. And what I was tempted to do when she started talking about all these different things was to start arguing with her. Oh, no, 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 this is not right. Oh, no, 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 this political thing's not right. And it's not. But, but she mentioned something about really honoring, like wanting to, to, to be a Buddhist. And she mentioned something. She, she said something. She goes, I'm trying to find a religion where people don't commit violence in the name of that religion. 
And so I was following Buddha for a, a while, but then I found out, and she sat, mentioned some obscure country that I'd never heard of, found out that the, the Buddhist police are killing people in the name of Buddha. So I can't follow that now. And so I asked her a question, you know, after all those things that she told me, I, and, and keep in mind, I'm in my mind, I'm going, these people are going to be so mad that I'm out here for an hour looking for a light bulb, right? Like I'm like, they're, they're probably like in my back of my mind, but what God was saying was like, take this time, I got you. And I don't get paid by the hour, I get paid by the job, so it wasn't like I was riding the clock here, right? And God's saying, take this time. In the back of my mind, I'm like, and we're polar opposites, and I'm getting some emotions about some of the stuff she's saying, you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, you're talking about Israel, man, this is God's people here. I go, whoa, whoa, huh? I could have gone down that road, could have argued with her about politics, argued with her about you know, all the different things we could argue about that everybody argues about and thinks they're right and until they never really change anybody's hearts for Jesus because of their wonderful arguments they have. And I just thought, man, at some point, my heart just softened, and, 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 and tears for, it was weird because I just felt tears coming in my, in my, my eyeballs and getting kind of snotty and stuff like that. And then I'm like, oh, man. Um, my heart for, and her name is Jane, by the way, my heart for Jane just softened. Because what she's saying about Buddha wanting to follow Buddha was what the real crazy deception is. And so I asked her, you know, because this is how I tend to diffuse, like, things when somebody says this. I, I, I try, number one, to try, to try to get a common ground with someone. And at the same time, I try to make sure that I that I give them and help them understand who Jesus actually is, right? And so I asked her, I said, if you, if you found a religion that was absolutely true, like proven by God, and, and, and for some reason she listened to me, she did all the talking up until this point, but when I asked her about the religion stuff, man, she just... She listened. I said, if you could find a religion that's the one genuine true way and God proved himself, God, man, it's absolutely clear this is the right way to be, do you think that there wouldn't be people that would, in the name of that same God, mess things up a little bit over time? She said, yeah, probably, you know. I said, so is it, is it, is it worth our time to concentrate on how people have done things in the, in the name of God? wrongly or is it are we supposed to worship God she goes I'll worship God I'm like right on she goes in fact I've been going to this church it's a unity church universal church and so they believe all kinds of things sometimes we have Buddhist services and sometimes we have Muslim services and sometimes we have Christian services and those kind of things and man that's when I just start welling up because the deceit that she's going through spiritually is real big time you know she said you know I've been trying to study all the different religions and I finally said to her, you know, about 20 years ago, which I can't believe it's been that long, about 20 years ago, I did the same thing. I 
went through this period where I just wanted to know whether or not God was real. Because I, I was hearing these things like Jesus wasn't real, never existed, Christianity's false, all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, and then you got the crusades, you got all that kind of stuff that people have done in the wrong. And you look at all the what the pastors have done and, you know, all that kind of stuff, to even to little children and all, this, all these kind of things. I'm thinking, man, I, I just, I want to know if God's real. So I literally told her, I said, I went for about a two-year period where I studied the different religions. And I didn't study what they believed. I didn't study what the practice was or their doctrine. Didn't care. Didn't care what Christians believe, Buddhists believe, Muslims believe. I, I looked at all the different things. And I said to God, I said, God, if you're real, if you're absolutely real, you like, it, would you show yourself to me? Because I keep hearing you're a loving God, but I can't imagine you sending us out into the world without any proof of any religion and go, guys, I hope you picked the right one. If you don't, you go to hell. That makes no sense to me. I would imagine God would say, this is the right way. I'm going to show you. And there's no, absolutely no way you can miss this if you're really looking for the truth. And so two years, for two years, I studied the different religions, trying to find the evidence of God. And I told her, I said, what I found was there is no supernatural evidence for Islam Buddhism, Confucianism, Taoism, Phelan Gong. I even told God, if you want me to shave my head and go bang a tambourine at the airport, I'll do it. If you'll show me that that's the way to, I don't want to, but I'll do it if that's what you, I told her this, right? I said, but what I found in that study was, was that there is no proof of any belief system except for the Old and New Testament, and it's massive. From the predictions of the coming Messiah written over you know, hundreds of years prior to Jesus ever coming, that 360 plus of these things, and Jesus fulfilled them all from where he'd be born to how he'd die and that he'd rise from the dead. And he rose from the dead, by the way, and he said he was God. Buddha didn't do that. Confucius didn't do that. None of these guys did it except for Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm the only way to heaven. Nobody gets to, gets to God except through me. And frankly, lots of religious gurus have said that over the course of history. But it's only Jesus that actually rose from the dead. And his followers wrote down, because you started trashing the Bible, that you know, these guys just wrote down, tried to get this stuff. Actually, they, they actually all died for what they believed. And for them to write down what they wrote down was dangerous. and didn't, didn't benefit them at all in the world. And she goes, I didn't know that. I said, I didn't know it either. So I started studying it 20 years ago. And I found out, man, these guys actually put themselves at risk for believing what they believe and writing down what they wrote. And we're still reading it today. It's a, it's a dangerous thing to read. And she had taken, you know, the during the course of this conversation, it told me about having what she called tinnitus. And she said, some people say it's tinnitus, but it's actually pronounced tinnitus. And I said, yeah, actually, our, our worship pastor, Pete, actually has that. I told her that, yeah. You say that, what? what? I can't hear you, what? I hear those cicadas. <laughs> well, that's what she said. It said it sounds like cicadas. And I said, well, can I pray for you? Before we leave, right? And she said, yeah. 
I said, you mind if I put my hands on your ears? She said, no. And she's completely afraid of COVID, so I'm surprised she even let me hear her. But when we, guys, start speaking the truth, I have, now I would love to tell you, I pray for her, I pray for the, for the Lord, but what, here's what I also pray for in front of her. I pray that God would open her mind and her heart to his truth. Amen? She doesn't know I'm a pastor. I'm just a maintenance guy. Trying to find some light bulbs in the back of my car. Right? And when she left, the tenant finally came out, and he's like, hey, uh, I got to go. Could you move your car? <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and uh, just let yourself back in and finish whatever you got to. I saw that man. I saw it. I'm like, I got to go to the, I can't find any light bulbs in there. I got to go to the store. It's going to be a minute. But before Jane walked off and went down to her house, I just said, Miss, Miss Jane, would you please pray and seek the truth? And let God do whatever, wherever it leads, man. She goes, I'll do that. You know, I'd love to say she accepted Christ right there. That'd be a great story. But it's not always the case, right? But what I want us to think, I said, you know, Lord, I did not want to do that. I had stuff to get done. I wanted to get home. And I'm not bragging like, look what I did. I'm just saying, I fought for her. Okay? And when we start talking about fighting the fight that God talks about, we're not talking about, it's not, it is, it is, it is simple to say we're going we're gonna to kick Satan's butt. That's easy to say, okay? Because that's going to happen. But it's not just that his, his butt's going to get kicked. It's the people that he has deceived that we're fighting for. Amen? And there are good-sounding things that people seem to think are, are on the right side of of God, and they've taken rainbows, and they've taken race, and they've taken politics, and they have taken them for different things, and they've used them almost as a religion in their own, and it's like, man, Jesus said, those on the side of truth, listen to my voice, and that's the thing I want to share with you, like take, every, like, take the opportunities when they come by, just take them. Screw it up, you screw it up. It, like, like the Holy Spirit. And, I, and I'll tell you what, conversations, I have messed up conversations and, and said stupid things in conversations and all this kind of stuff. And God has used the, those and almost like blocked people's ears for the things that I actually said and, and, and helped them and understand him anyway. It's, it's incredible, right? That's why we just like relax, let the Holy Spirit do his thing, step into the battle as we're supposed to step into and fight for the people that have been deceived. Amen? Like children, like warriors, fully clothed in your truth. Father, we love you. We're amazed that uh, you are who you are and what you've done. Like you have shown yourself to be absolutely right and real. You are the truth. And yet so many of us are still seeking it. Seeking it in, in different ways, like, like we, God, may you reveal to us what your truth is on a constant, daily, minute-by-minute, second-by-second basis so that we're living it and not deceived. God, 
thinking about Paul in Acts 20 where he is begging the leaders to be protective of the flock because wolves are going to come in and try to take the sheep. May it not be with us. May we not be deceived with good-sounding arguments. May we simply be guided by you, the truth. We thank you. We love you. We trust you in these things. That you have the power and we don't have to have that pressure. But may we be obedient in the fight. We love you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Laid on us to do over them. We're not.